You're about to get insider access to cannabis industry experts, entrepreneurs, activists, and living legends. Meet the people who live and blaze this life every day and are about to change the world. Now your host, the founder of Blazin Bakery, New Jersey's first edibles company with over a decade of national advocacy, sales, connections, and adventures behind her. A true trailblazer in cannabis. This is Trailblazing with Tara Misu. Today we have a friend of mine I've been fighting the good fight with for a while now. Um, <laughs> today we have Leo Bridgewater, also a New Jersey native from Trenton. Leo mm -hmm. is a cannabis activist, a businessman, and a national mm -hmm. industry presence. So hey. yeah, before his time on the front lines of cannabis, he was in the military in response mm -hmm. to 9-11. He mm -hmm. had multiple deployments in Iraq, Afghanistan, and after coming back, he was using cannabis for PTSD, and after mm -hmm. speaking to mm -hmm. other veterans, said, you know what, this is something New Jersey needs. It wasn't a qualifying condition. Leo helped yeah. get that on the bill. Yeah. He is on the board of Minorities for Medical Marijuana as the National Director of Veterans Outreach. He's also mm -hmm. on the ban of the Cannabis World Congress and Business Expo, otherwise mm -hmm. called CWCB. And this year in Vegas for the International Cannabis Business Awards, he yeah. was named activist of the year my friend today <laughs> leo motherfucking bridgewater <laughs> hey, hey hey honey okay. activist of the year tell, tell me about that for a minute that's just ridiculous well you know you you you, you kind of have to you know uh put it off but you know it's great and then you know, every now and again, you know, when you get two of them because of two different things, you know, bing, <laughs> bing, bing. <laughs> yeah. It's, well, it's, it's, yeah, you have beautiful balls, Leo. Thank you for showing me that. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man, that, that's a great honor, though. If I did that, people yeah. would just think like, wow, she had to sleep with a lot of people to get there. But yeah, you, and, and the, thing, <laughs> the thing about it, right? I know, right? You get that rap. You mm -hmm. know, the thing about it is, is that you know what's what's special about those is that uh, other people, like a whole bunch of people, had to take time out of their day to vote for me. Yeah. yeah. So when you're so when you know awards like that where the people have a say so and who gets it, it's even extra more special and it makes you even go extra harder because it lets yeah. you know that your actions are being watched. For sure. And so, you know, like it, it, it adds a little bit more of a, um, you know, it, it, it sort of kind of wakes you up. And then on top of that, what they don't, here's the thing, what they don't tell you at these about these awards, right? Let me tell you about these, Dan, let me tell you about this award, okay? What they don't tell you is, and you don't find out until afterwards, is that when you win this award, right? When you come off the stage, they whisk you off to the side and they stick a camera and a microphone in your face. And then you have to do like an interview, right? And then after that, you have to move, you only got to move to the side like three feet and it's another interview. <laughs> and then after that, you move like four feet and it's another interview. So basically, it's like you're doing a press junket. You know uh -huh. what I'm saying? Yeah. And so at first, your pictures with the award is like this. <laughs> yeah. You get to the end, you be like, 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then you got to go to the club and you got to walk around with this thing all night. Yeah. They don't, they don't tell you that part. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so it's you're like, okay. So you're telling me now you know how Meryl Streep feels. Oh, man, listen. <laughs> you know, like, um, I, 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah you, the, you're like, like the same, funny, you're like the same person, really. <laughs> right. It's like funny things you find out after you get a reward. Like, I didn't know that part. I didn't know that's what happens, you know. And that's then, awesome. Yeah, it is. It's, fun, it's, it's funny. But at the time, you just like, huh, huh, huh? You know, but yeah. That's so what happened. I, uh, I mean, I'm right here in Jersey with you, so I obviously see everything you're doing on a local level. Tell me a little bit what you've, I mean, to get recognized out in Vegas, what was that through? Was that through a magazine or? No, um, that was through um, the International Cannabis uh, Business now, Awards. I know, uh, but like, what is that? No, is uh, that, that's is it a magazine? Is it an organization? Is it a, just a, just a, uh, it's an organization started by, I think, Chloe Villano and uh, Cloverleaf University and a couple oh. other people that got together. Yeah. Gotcha. And they've been okay. doing that. For, they've been doing that for some years now. So it's a big deal. That's, that know. is, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't sure uh, what it was out of because I know there's a couple different mm -hmm. award shows. That's... Yeah. And shout out to Chloe Villano and them too, you know, with Cloverleaf University yeah. and stuff. She's been a, you know, one of the things that I love about this this business and this industry is that, you know, like, the people who you end up fighting with, fighting yeah. alongside, y'all become really close, you know what I'm saying? You see how we do and everything. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of these people have gone on to do some pretty big things, you know what I'm saying, in particular when it comes to the cannabis industry. Yeah. And they all just happen to be really good friends of mine. That's you know, all. So. And, uh, yeah, we have a lot of the same friends, too. There's a lot of good people. My uh -huh. My can of uh -huh. fam, I call them. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. So, I'm not Cloverleaf alum. I went to Oaksterdam, but we played each other in football, so it was fun. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. football teams now, really? <laughs> yeah, well, I, I was on rugby. We need right, that. Right. We at least need, like, a stoner softball team, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Very cool, dude. So I, I know I know your greatest hits very well. And I, I think we all have that in cannabis. You have your script for a long time. You were Flintstones Jetsons. Mm. I always love that. Mm. The CBD mm. patent number. Like, mm -hmm. if, if, yeah, if you had like, this is Leo Bridgewater album, it would be all that. But um, yeah. so, so, so what are you doing right now, though? What's, what's going on this year in uh, cannabis? So like, um, you know, we, we ended off the year, you know, really well with the, you know, um, the Can International Cannabis Business Awards and, you know, um, you know, I, getting ranked, you know, in the top 10 of, you know, most influential uh, men of color in the cannabis industry, you know. Um, so personally, personal brand wise business and all that stuff, coming out of 2019, it was you know what I'm saying? It was good. You know what I'm saying? Uh, beginning of the first quarter of 2020, you know what I'm saying? Everything revving up. You know, I'm getting ready to prepare, you know, uh, for CWCB Expo. Got all this stuff then. So what's, the, you know, what's going on with that with COVID? I mean, the Javits Center right hmm. now is a hospital. Uh, are, are they going to be up and running in time? Well, the, no, no, uh, the, the, uh, the, uh, Javits center, the, the, the expo has been at the Javits center has been moved, uh, to October 1st through the 3rd. Okay, cool. Yeah. So they moved the, so, you know, like 
you you figure and, and and to be honest with you like when i think about it i'm like october i'm like mm mm well we might mess around that that's that we might mess around and be like if things are calmed down and opened up you know by then you know what i'm saying we could probably be like one of the first cannabis and hemp shows expos of the year yeah yeah in october that's a little, uh, I was going to say it's hilarious, but it's not hilarious. No, I, I mean, I try to keep these episodes usually evergreen, but obviously this Zoom COVID series is going to stick out. But um, yeah, it's, um, it's weird because I, I obviously one of the subjects is when do you think we're going to be out and about again? And I think maybe by June we'll be allowed to be, but I don't think it's going to be even restaurants and bars yet, no less conventions. And I think we have a long jump till we're hundreds, thousands of people together. I I agree, but the the thing is, and this is what I was alluding to earlier. You know, it's like, okay, what are what are the solutions? Because here's the thing, you know, what I'm saying, um, in particular, understand something, okay? The cannabis industry literally walked into this COVID crisis already having a plastic issue, okay? We we you know, we, we've had an issue with plastic forever. You know what I'm saying? Since the beginning. That we, we've been pussyfooting around and trying to solve. You know what I'm saying? But the thing is, is that... So you're saying that, just to, so everyone in the audience understands, you're talking about plastic containers and things like that. Yes, the, plastic the, containers. The disposable plastic waste. Containers. We're yes, generating. Yes, 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 yes. You know okay. what I'm saying? Now, and the reason why I bring that up is because we have all, me, you, everybody within the range of my voice, we have all been forcibly educated on viruses, COVID-19, all that. We all know that this stuff lives the whole nine yards. So we're never going to be the same again. You know, you're going to have to pretext, even in business, you're going to have to pretext most of your conversations with pre-corona, post-corona. You know, this is what we did pre-corona, this is what we're doing post-corona. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like it's the new. It's 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 like you're gonna have to, you know, you're gonna have to, you know, there's a new normal. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And and we're never gonna go back to that again. And so, um, <clears throat> with that being said, I, I I called a friend of mine, and we got to talking because I was I, I actually was calling him, uh, uh, John Franey. You know what I'm saying? He's a Vietnam veteran. And he uh, suffers from uh, like Agent Orange exposure, so he has only sixty sixty percent capacity of his lungs. Wow! You know what I'm saying? So I am, um, you know, like so when I was calling him, I was in my head. I I thought that he was going to give me a, a hard time. You know, he's almost eighty, so I thought he was going to give me a hard time. I had this big ass speech. You know, John, <laughs> I need you here for a little while longer. Aww. Blah 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 blah. You know, I I had all this speech. He started laughing at me. He said, Leo, I'm packing my mobile home up, you know what I'm saying? And, and we're getting out of here. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> there you <laughs> he, go. Yeah. yeah. He said, I just wanted to hit, he said, I just wanted to sit here and listen to you, you know, say, to, uh, express how much you care about me. But I love you, brother. Aw. <laughs> That's <laughs> I was awesome. like, whatever. Yeah, you know, but I was just right. checking, you know, we, yeah, we, yeah. We, we hook each other up, you know what I'm saying? You know, he's the reason why I moved my paperwork from the VA in Philly to North mm -hmm. because we were. He was telling me about certain doctors and stuff like that. 
Yeah. When we just hooked each other up like that. Anywho, <laughs> this man, you know what I'm saying, developed these bags, you know what I'm saying, that I can now confirm are, micro, are microbial. And it's these bags. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you see this right here? That's yeah. copper. We just got the word a couple nights ago, Tara, that it has a 100% kill rate against COVID-19. What? The lining of your bag? Sweet. What's that brand? Do I get, do I get samples? I'll be ripping myself later. <laughs> Listen, it's, 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 it's COVID-19, E. coli, Staph, Mercer, SARS. You know what I'm saying? Huh. Basically, it's copper filling. Okay. You know what I'm saying? It's the copper lining. You know what I'm saying? So you're basically, so right now, as we speak, you know what I'm saying? My distribution and packaging company is in the process of getting out, you know what I'm saying? Or like getting out, you know, boxes of this stuff to hospitals, morgues, you know what I'm saying? The frontline people and everything. And so but that's with, packaging for what? For samples and things? It's, it's, yeah, no. So listen, so like we have eight, we have like uh, eight by 10 gallon size bags, right? Uh-huh. Now, what, what's the significance of that? If you are an establishment that has N95 masks or just PPE period, and you're worrying about sterilizing your, your, your equipment, then what you can do is you can put it inside one of these bags. Ah, that's your, cool. Put your, yeah, put your mask inside one of these bags. You know what I'm saying? Seal it up, go to lunch, and when you come back, give it an hour. When you come back, it's sterilized. The reason wow. being, yes, because the reason being is that uh, bacteria, viruses, or anything cannot live on the surface of these bags. Huh. Now, what's, what's even more interesting is that. <clears throat> Because I put him on the phone with a a, a, a respiratory therapist. And so I'm, I'm, ju to... I'm just going to fill people in who weren't watching on video. What Leo's showing me is basically your typical poly bag that you would, you know, get, get cannabis in with the zip at the top. But when you flip it inside out, it has a copper color coating, which is, yes. which is what he's talking about. Okay, so, so continue. Respiratory. Yes. Yeah, yes. very so, cool. Yeah, so I put him on the phone with a respiratory therapist out of Cooper Medical. And she got to ask him a bunch of questions. He got to ask her questions. And we talked about, you know, what these bags can do. And so um, one of the things we were talking about was, you know, people in their PPE, you know what I'm saying? And worrying about whether or not it's sterile or, or what have you. Well, you put it inside one of these bags and give it some time and it'll be sterile. The other thing that we're capable of doing now is we're now going to be capable of, uh, uh, shrink wrapping pallets. Hmm. And so the reason why that's important with this intercept technology is that when you put boxes, you know, we know viruses live on cardboard for like 24 hours or what have you. Yeah. You put these, you, so the, the mass that you're storing, everything that you're storing, you put these on these pallets, you know, wrap them up real quick and let them, now you, you know, because of the copper, now it kills whatever's on those boxes. Wow, but that's awesome. More, yeah, but here's the other thing. One of the things that she said to John was she said when she went to put the mask on, a couple of times she put a mask on and the strap snapped. Mm -hmm. And John explained to her, because he's a corrosion expert, he explained to her that 
they're keeping these masks stored in places that's keeping them out of out of sunlight, out of UV. That's good. But what these places are not doing is protecting these masks from ozone. And oh. ozone has a chemical, has a reaction towards rubber. It makes it brittle. Huh. But when you have your but when you store it in something that's lined with these, with the stuff that's inside these bags, it cancels out that ozone. And it extends the life of those those masks that are being stored by 10 to 12 years. Wow, that's awesome. Well, think about it like this. You have to have foresight. You know what I'm saying? When the dust settles from this, they're not going to stop making masks. Yeah. If, there, if there's one thing this situation has shown us is that we were ill-prepared. Yeah. So you're going to have to keep manufacturing masks. Where are you going to store them at, Tara? <laughs> what are you going to put them in? You understand yeah. what I'm saying? My, no, that's a great solution for sure. Yeah, and 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 so... You know, we're 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 gonna be able to shrink wrap tables. You know, we're gonna be able to shrink wrap, you know, we're gonna you're gonna want this, you're gonna want this on door handles. The at the the rubber piece to the escalator when you're going down the escalator. Can I just tell you some brain surgeons gonna try to shrink wrap their kid? Hey, listen. <laughs> my, my, listen, I was telling my wife, right? I was going off because I was telling her about all the applications that, that, that this has, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And we were, you know, I was screaming, I was yelling, I was like, you can shrink wrap this, you can shrink wrap that. My wife said, if I come in here and this whole damn house is shrink wrap, I'm kicking your ass. <laughs> I'd be like a little old lady with the plastic couches. <laughs> That's what she said. Yeah, I grew yeah. up with those, she said, I grew up with those, with that, with that one room you couldn't go in that mm -hmm. had everything all wrapped in, in plastic. And she said, here you go talking about, wrap it all up with this bag. Damn the bag. That's my, that's my wife talking. Damn that dude, bag. Dude, your wife's funny. She says some funny shit. Um, <laughs> she keeps me grounded. Yeah. That's awesome, man. So you were, yeah. talk, you were talking about a friend, a veteran. Uh, let's take it there for a minute. Let's talk. I yeah. know you had a lot of people who've had really bad experiences after coming back from overseas and that mm -hmm. you've been a really big part of reaching out for people. So, um, yeah, just, I mean, it's something so vital that you did for the state, you know, I'm sure veterans are eternally grateful. What was kind of that journey like and the people involved and the work involved just briefly? Okay. So, uh, the, the, the people involved. So I went down to a rally at the New Jersey state house and I, and at that rally, I met, uh, um, a man named, uh, Ken Wolski. Um, I met, uh, Jim Miller and lefty Edward Grimes. And <clears throat> I just started talking my, I just started telling my story and, and they gave me a mic and I said, okay, you know, and I just started yelling at the crowd, you know, saying, you know, how many times has someone got to give you their ass to kiss before you believe them? You <laughs> know what I'm saying? <laughs> you want to change things, you know, do it at the polls. That's what I was telling everybody yeah. then. Um, you know, cause as a veteran, I just don't have the, I, you know, I, I can't imagine, I can't see myself standing in front of this building and yelling at somebody inside who clearly does not want to, who does not care what you think. Yeah. You know, and so you have to, you know, I believe in paying people in the currency that they accept. And so if you really want to move things around or what have you, go register to vote and then go vote. If you get 30,000 people to vote, what happens, particularly here, like let's say here in Trenton, if 30,000 people voted, you know what I'm saying, or you know what, yeah, 30,000 people just voted. Then <clears throat> what happens is an aide runs into the governor's office. <laughs> and yeah. he says, and the aide says, hey, sir, uh, 30,000 people 
just voted in Trenton, you know, the governor's going to be like, what? Voted for what? Who gives a fuck? 30,000 <laughs> people in Trenton just voted. Exactly. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, if there's a, if there's a presidential election, you know what I'm saying? They stop here if there's 30,000 people that vote. Yeah. But the thing is, is that last election, only 8,000 people voted in this city. Really? Out of 38,000 registered. Well, that's why we didn't run the cannabis thing uh, last ballot, because we knew we didn't have a presidential year and we'd have a low voter turnout. But that's yeah. why we are running it this year. You yeah. Know? So, uh, yeah. so how do you think the ballot's going to go? Well, first of all, it, it, if you look at the way the question is worded, that tells you right there. <laughs> it's, it's like, you know, and the, the, the thing about it is, is that the embarrassing part is, is that they don't know to be embarrassed. That that's, that's that could be the theme of the past several years of cannabis. Y'all, everything that oh, happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, when they say gateway drug, it's like, oh my god, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, uh, they because they and they say it very proudly with their chest uh, uh, poked out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you you, you kind of gotta like you know, um, what I will say is is that um. You know the the wording of the question: Do you do should the state of New Jersey tax and regulate a form of marijuana called cannabis? Yep, yep. And for anyone who's not understanding that, the scientific name of the plant is cannabis sativa. Marijuana was a uh, slang name actually gave with a racist background to disparage Mexicans. Um, so they're saying a form of a racist word that word. Is, that is the scientific it's word. It's backwards. Completely. Yeah, that's why. That's <laughs> why they was like, it's, it's like, oh my god, and they, and they're proud. Yeah, yeah. So, like, uh, you know, and the, so, and the and the only part they really had to get in writing was the tax part. The rest we'll figure out as long as, as, long as uh, it's going to be taxed. Okay. And, and, then, yes. and then and then, mind you, mind you, you know what I'm saying? You just wrote this two trillion dollar check. We don't get none of the money. But you damn sure won't come to me to come help pay this shit back. Really? Really? <laughs> really? Really? Know. You know I they're know. coming for us. You know that they won't give us banking the right way. They, 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 it's like they're continuously thinking of new ways to make this harder. It's like this is the worst game of hide and seek ever. And they, okay. and they literally are because in a lot of ways, there's a lot of people who don't want to see the program expanded and by <laughs> keeping us jumping through these hoops, but you know, right now is putting such a spotlight on it. We have two oh. hour waits at dispensaries, oh, oh. more than 10 people in line, you know, yeah. and, and we have sick people, patients who can't get their medicine. So it's putting like, look how our program is failing and we're still oh, getting yeah. hung up on tiny minutia. And, yeah. And so, yeah. And so when you have products like this, because he what's going to happen is, is like I said, everybody is going to have to make a very real financial investment in patient and consumer confidence. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So if you can say, if you're a dispensary and you can say our flour comes in packaging that has, that has a 100% kill rate against COVID-19, you're going to want to be able to say that. And then you're going to want to tout that. Yeah. Because the thing is, is that you're going to want me to, as a patient, you're going to want me to feel better about coming to see you. Because now, you know what I'm saying, whether people realize it or not, or whether businesses realize it or not, as much as people want to come back outside, when they do, they're going to be looking at everything sort of kind of side-eyed. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And the black market now, people aren't going to want things that are just, you know, bagged or baked or whatever in someone's kitchen anymore with the dog run across the table. Like they're going to want something. And I think before people were like, eh, it's half the price. Who cares? I like my guy. Now they're going to be like, yeah. I I don't know now. Yeah. Yeah. Is it in a tornado bag? Yeah. Okay. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Let me, let me, if it's in a tornado bag, I'll take that. But uh, yeah. people are, are going to be skittish. People are going to be feeling funny. So, you know, yeah. it's, it's like, you know, like, so the, so the closer you can get to pre-corona by yeah. still being post-corona, you're going to want to do. So this needs to be on the, you know, door handles, all that other stuff, you know, tables and everything. Even though my wife was teasing me and whatnot, actually there's some truth in that because when you look at high traffic, high volume traffic, high traffic, high volume traffic areas, you know what I'm saying? You you realize like it's you know like damn you know like we really can't spread this stuff. Mm-hmm. And so if you can have some sort of an assurance that when something like this touches the surface, it kills it. Okay, yeah. cool. So you know what what, what kind of cost is that adding though? Because if you think about like you know stealing copper wire and selling it, like obviously copper has some innate value. So if you're lining pallets in copper now, what is that kind of adding for cost wise for people? Um, if you were like 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 all right, let's put it in terms of like for the cannabis industry because that's the best way I can give it to you in terms mm-hmm. of comparison. So and this is how and 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 it also will help explain how we ended up in a plastic situation. But is that bag not made of plastic, though? Uh-uh. It's all copper filling. No, the, out, the outside. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, yeah. But no, um, this is biodegradable. No. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, um, the only thing that, I think the only thing that's plastic is this the little zip. strip part. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> what ends up happening is, uh, so right now, if you're a dispensary, you're paying probably like 25 cents, you know what I'm saying, for um, your, your, uh, your packaging per, mm-hmm. per bag, I guess, or whatever. Um, these will cost you a dollar, you know? Yeah. So it's like, but that's the thing. And, and you know? see, see, that doesn't matter when you're buying in bulk. And I always tell people, because they don't think about, even we had a per item tax for a while, which was ridiculous. If you think about the RFID tag, if someone says, well, it adds 50 cents or something, what's that on, you know, $400 sale? Nothing. What about when I'm selling an edible for 5 to $10 and now I have to put a 50 cent tag, I have to spend maybe a dollar on a bag. Now, how is that all eating into my margin? So it's, I, I love the regulation and the solutions for the cannabis industry, but I think a lot of times, and this is why we see in certain states, businesses going under like crazy because they, mm-hmm. can't, they can't get the banking and the, the taxes and everything else, these other allowances to stay afloat. And mm-hmm. then we're drowning them in regulation. Mm-hmm. So, um, mm-hmm. so, so there's mm-hmm. a fine line between making these like fabulous cannabis products that make everything a wonderland and also saying like, at what point do we prioritize affordability and keeping people safe at the same time? Right. Um, and so, and so to me, it's like, okay, uh, you can justify, you know what I'm saying? The, 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 the price hike, if you can say kills COVID. <laughs> yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you know how in the hood, these, these are called Corona bags. These are the Rona bags. Uh-huh. You know, it's, 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 seriously, it's like, okay, you know, like, how do we, you know, like, I'm, I'm, I want to be solutions-based. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so it's like, what's the best way, you know, for me to 
uh, get the ball rolling and, and not be a victim. Because what I was noticing during this whole thing was that people were sitting, standing pat, and they were wondering, you know, what am I going to do next? How am I, how's my business going to survive? How am I going to, you know, what is it going to look like after this? You know what I'm saying? Especially when you're dealing with crisis management. And so for me, you know, the, and, and the thing is, is that the tool that I, the, the, the common denominator that I hear when I talk to people quite often is a sense of helplessness. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing that people feel like there's nothing, what can they do about this? Yeah. And so, you know, as a veteran and everything like that, I'm just not built that way. I'm not built to sit still like that. Yeah, you know for saying? sure. You're, you're a survivor. We have that same wiring, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. So it's like, okay, you know, and so now I'm, I'm like, okay. So now, I've, now I'm able, as a veteran, now I'm able to provide people with the, you know, metaphorical M4, you know, the metaphorical, uh, you know, grenade or, or yeah. gas mask. This is what this is. Because one of the things that we're also doing at this point is, because the, the thing is, we just got the word back from the lab just a few days ago. So this is, this is all still rather brand, uh, pretty brand new. Cool. And one of the applications that we're looking at is also incorporating that film into a K, uh, N95 mask. Wow, that's so, huge. Yeah, 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 you know what I'm saying? And so that's the, that's the thing. Those are some of the things that are coming down the pike. Right now, we're just thinking about getting all of this stuff out because there are places that would, and so what it would do is it would cut down you needing to reuse the same PPE, you know what I'm saying? Because you, you, you know, you're worried about sterilization issues. All right. So anyway, right after this call, I'm stripping down all my earbuds and I'm weaving them into my mask. Will that, will that I know, be effective? Right? You, you know, I, you know, who knows? I'm just saying, I'm just yeah. giving, I'm just telling you like what we're working like. This is because. It's very cool. The, yeah. The thing is, is cool. that this is going really, really crazy, real, real, real fast. I'm excited for you. I think this is going to be an amazing, th- and I, I, I hate to say you you never want to benefit from a, a crisis or, but I mean, in some way, this is very well timed that, you know, you're discovering this while it's going to be a great help to many people. Well, when I, you know, when we were doing Canna Gather, you know what I'm saying? That was when I first started working with them. Even before really? that, because I, mean, oh, yeah, wow. I, I met, I met John about, I met John Franey about four years ago, three years ago, two years, some at a, a CWCB expo. Mm-hmm. And, he and I was on a, a, a Cannabis 101 talk show together. Cool. And the only reason why I was able to understand his technology is because of my background in DOD telecommunications. And so this, this, this wrapping, the shrink wrap, is what they use to put our circuit cards in. And wow. so, you, yeah, you ever get something in the mail in a box and it has that static? Yes. You know what I'm yeah, That's yeah. what this is. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, did, I, I said the same thing, Tara. I was like, wait a minute. You telling me I could have kept my weed in them damn bags? (laughs) Yeah. You know, because it keeps, the copper keeps, uh, because they shrink wrap Apache helicopters and F-16s. And so to keep their electronic equipment safe from static electricity. Oh, very cool. And just so happens one of the other applications, because this guy is the one who saved the Statue of Liberty. Remember when we were kids back in the 80s? Acid rain, Statue Mm -hmm. of Liberty, acid rain. Yep, yep, yep. He was working for Bell Laboratories. I, I mean, came, what, 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 Leo? I wasn't born in the 80s yet. I know, right? I said we were kids, right? Yeah. You know it's what fine. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> I'm telling my age. I don't care. It's so, fine. It's fine. I've yeah. said my age already on here. So go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, you know, like when you look at, 
you know, the way this, uh, the, the way these things are, are going, you know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, this guy worked for Bell Labs, you know what I'm saying, at the time in, in 84, 86, something like that, yeah. and developed this, this, this uh, process to help with the uh, corrosion, because yeah. he's a corrosion expert. And so that is how he came into, you know, like this technology is old, but it's been, it's been used in other ways. And so now, you know, and so when they started, you know, looking at developing bags for the cannabis industry, you know, it was, you know, uh, that's when, that's when we met, you know, yeah. when they were stepping into that world. And unfortunately at the time, you know, everybody pretty much said no, you know what I'm saying? You know, it was too expensive the whole nine yards, you know, I'm sitting there talking about, I then, I, at that point, I remember telling people about patient confidence. I mean, I'm up here pushing the bags and I got, yeah. them, you know, all this stuff. And Well, that's, yeah, that's so much of what is in cannabis is things where everyone thinks like, wow, where'd that come from? Especially like extraction, every extraction method, method, you know, distillation, winterization, now nano emulsions, this big trendy thing. Everyone thinks people are inventing that for cannabis. These are all things that have been used in other industries that we just realize are lacking in ours. And then we bring it in and we say, oh no, the, 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 how the manual's there already. Now let's just Mm -hmm. use it and make the cannabis industry uh-huh, better. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah let's yeah, let's come up with all these different hmm. applications for it and see how it works. Yeah. And so now, now I don't feel helpless. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I most certainly don't feel like. And I, I get what you're saying. You don't want to capitalize on a on a major disaster or anything like that. Yeah. You know um, but you you realize like okay, which is why you don't have the price gouging and all that stuff. Yeah. Because really, it's a, it's all about. Look, we got to get this out. You know what I'm saying? Let's just get this tech out. This is about help. This is about right now. What can we do? You know what I'm saying? Some of the things that we're hearing, particularly when it comes from our frontline people or whatnot, is when it comes to the PPE. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And the, and what they're worried about. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I don't blame them. I mean, I've been watching those videos of those nurses quitting yeah. and shit because they're worried about their kids and they have to make those kinds of decisions because they don't want to touch, you know, so if it's like, okay, you know what, if I can provide something, if I can make you feel a little bit better about what it is that you're doing, I ain't saying this is the cure. I'm not saying that at all. What I am saying is, God damn it, it's a fucking weapon. You yeah, know. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know what? You, you make so many, like, war analogies or battle analogies. How, um, and, and you know what, and then people always say, like, oh, we're fighting for cannabis, it's the war on drugs. Like, you know, and I always feel like that plays a little bit of disservice to people who've actually been to war. Oh, but, people are very cavalier with those words. They say, yeah. they, they, like, and you're like, you take, it's just like, you know, people being, I think people have a way of being really cavalier with the word uh, reparations. Mm. To so much so that it's been devalued in my mind. You, you see yeah. what I'm saying? You yeah. know, like, if you talk about, like, I have to explain to people, like, if you're talking about reparations and cannabis, you're devaluing what reparations is because cannabis could never pay that back. It could yeah. never, you know what I'm saying? It could never it could never come up to what the final number would be, yeah. you know? And that's what, you know, and, and, and here's the thing. Like, even now, that's something that, that I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm not going to turn this conversation into that. But no. what I will tell you is that we just wrote a $2 trillion check last week. I didn't even realize we had that much money. <laughs> yeah. So I don't want to hear, don't talk to me about reparations that never happened. Bullshit. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Don't talk to me about, we'll never, we'll, you know, who's going to pay for it. Bullshit. 
They just wrote a $2 trillion check last week. And then on top of that, in my business, y'all coming for me. Y'all going to make me help you pay this shit back. And you're not even giving me any, you're not even going to let me get any of the money. And in some places, some of y'all think that I'm non-essential. And in other places, some of y'all think I am essential. Well, what the fuck? Well, that changes and state to state and with cannabis too. Yeah. You know, some states and, it is, some states it isn't, so most it is. Yeah. 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 It's, and then some states is cannabis and other states is marijuana. You know what yeah. I'm saying? In some places it's an exit drug. Some places it's a gateway drug. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, Listen, this- I'm a huge conspiracy theorist person. I won't get into that because that's a whole different subject. But I mean, in a lot of ways, this is really showing us, yeah, they do have that money. They've had that money for a long time and they will continually use it to bail out big businesses. You know, the the giant players are staying afloat right now. And this is benefiting them across the board. People are going to keep buying things digitally. People are going to be more dependent on the giant retailers who are still open. All these mom and pops who are relying on small business loans right now, trying to keep their doors open, laying off all their employees, a lot of those businesses will never reopen again. So those that money is keeping the economy afloat in some ways. But mm-hmm. And some of them, I did look into this, allow cannabis businesses. Some do not. So it's also a state-to-state issue if your cannabis businesses are going to survive. And, uh, and we're going to see it, like you said, post-corona and pre. That's going to be something to look at. Mhm, 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 and then also when you look at you know um, other states, like look at what's happening in New York. They decided not to go along with this. You know what I'm saying? Because of the Corona stuff, they didn't have time to think about it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's just that it's like you see how easy it is for them to just toss us to the side. Yeah, yeah, and and they don't look at it, especially when you're talking about medical cannabis. Now you could now liquor stores are deemed essential because of the small percent who come there. Who might be experiencing alcohol withdrawal mm-hmm. so they so they were real mm-hmm. quick to get liquor delivery oh, going. liquor stores and gun stores <laughs> yeah like that was, you know, but, and then you and then you wonder why we have issues with you know uh mass shootings and shit like that yeah. and then you know but i i can't be within a thousand feet of a school but a fucking liquor store can okay, i was I, w- some- I was getting liquor delivery menus set like the next day exactly <laughs> but i can't get my shit delivered Exactly. I think you, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. you're doing more damage to your body with the liquor than yeah. I am with the weed. Like, and, really? And you people know, have like, cancer, children with epilepsy. Like, we're not putting it in line to get, take care yeah, of those so, people. So. Yeah, so what do we do? What do we do? Well. Tell us, Leo. Well, <laughs> um, I got, like, seven months to talk about it, to talk as much shit as I want to about a lot of these people. Because a lot of these politicians and stuff like that, a lot of y'all got to (laughs) go. After this, thank you. Thank you for showing me how you really do. I'm watching how people are making it very hard for the governor. You know what I'm saying? I'm keeping close tabs on that. You know what I'm saying? I'm watching who's making it very hard for the mayor of Trenton. I'm watching that. You know what I'm saying? I'm watching how you moved and operated during a time of crisis. Every single one of y'all, and, and, and as far as, you know, like, everybody in the entire world, but we'll just talk about the state of New Jersey, now qualifies for the New Jersey Medical Marijuana Program. We all qualify from it because of post-traumatic stress corona. <laughs> for real. Okay? Yeah. So, groups like RAMP and oh. SAM, I don't want to hear shit. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear nothing. 
Not after this, because you know why? Come on, Tara, tell the truth. We This is the doomsday scenario we've been screaming about for at least a couple of years now. It's true. Me and you have been preaching all over the city, exactly. all over the country. Yeah, we went off with those people in Princeton. We went off yeah, with we have. people in, in Vegas. We've been going off about this. Yes, and, we have. And, then it, and then it happens, and then you sitting there looking like, huh? Uh-huh. Uh, no, bitch, no. Yeah. This yeah. really, we fucking told y'all. And yeah, then man. you got the nerve to pass some, to, to give out some money, and then you ain't gonna have me, and then you ain't gonna let me get none of it? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, Nobody in my industry can get any of this? We can't even get banking right? I know, dude. It's yeah. so it's so unfair. I see such great minds, yes. talent, yes. ideas but just then come falling to, to the wayside. Oh, yeah. but then you're going to create all these little creative little taxes and shit to help pay this shit back. So you know what, man? Fuck y'all. Well, they're, I mean, they're, oh, they're, they're happy to take our tax dollars. Yes, I know, no, no, right? No, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, but I'm sitting here like this, like, you motherfucker, like, really? Yeah. So that's how I'm, like, I'm, and I'm, and so now, okay. We got seven months, y'all. So by by law, you have you should you should call your uh, your, your board of elections. You can do this shit online. Yeah. And you can request a absentee ballot, a vote by mail ballot form. Yeah. By law, they have to send that shit to you. Yep. So you know what? Fuck it. Let's do it right now. There also are some good politicians. So as, yeah. much, as much as there's a lot of good politicians who have done some amazing things for cannabis, I do think the governor is handling COVID really well. Uh, just to find two cents. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, so it, it's, all, it's also about supporting the ones who are doing the right thing. Get in the faces of the ones who need to go and tell them, you know what, you weren't behind us. We need change. And then the ones who are, make them realize that you are voting. Because that's what they care about. They need to get back into office and, you know, get out there. And, and yeah. one, thing, one thing I've been trying to do, people, is, you know, give a couple talking points. Don't just say you should legalize weed because it's good. All the things yeah. you hear in this podcast, when I speak, when you speak, yep. what yep. any of it, take one or two talking points that you think are going to appeal to people. And then when you tell them to get out there and vote, give them one or two good reasons that are going to resonate. And that's yep. how we're going to yep. get this done. Yep, yep, yep. I ain't mad at you, but that's the... It's marching orders. That's what people need, marching orders. Mm-hmm. That's what they haven't been able to give. And, and, and uh, uh, um, uh, 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 I'm sorry, uh, what do you call them? Um, uh, different, like, goals, like, things that they have to, short-term goals that they need to be able to attain. You yeah. know and, and actually visualize themselves attaining it. The thing is, is that when it comes to elections and stuff like that, Basically, this is what you got to do. You got to make it simple for people. You literally have to say, vote this way, this way, this way, this way, this way, and we change the world overnight. Uh, yeah. That's really what, you know what I'm saying? You know, but the thing is, is that it has to be a trusted voice. You see what I'm saying? And when you look at leadership within the cannabis industry, you know what I'm saying? Even, even a lot of times that leadership is not time appropriate. You see what I'm saying? And, and, and so... You know, like, uh, uh, you heard me say this before, you know, Michael Jordan, Al Sharpton, and, and Oprah Winfrey are not Michael Jordan, Al Sharpton, and mm-hmm. Oprah Winfrey in the cannabis industry. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know who they are, but they're not that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, okay. And so, when, and, and so when you're asking for advice when it comes to African Americans in the cannabis industry, stop going to them. 
Yeah. They they come from another they come from another 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 land. You know what I'm saying? And and They're even the- and this isn't necessarily even, you know, a black white issue or whatever, but you see any celebrities who get involved in cannabis and think just cuz I'm a celebrity this is going to go so well. And it's also uh CEOs and executives who come from Yeah, I mean, we, yeah, if you I don't mean, like, if you don't know cannabis, if you're just coming in, you were selling insurance, you know, and you made millions of dollars, now you think you're going to, you know, sell weed and make millions of dollars they're not a one-to-one ratio like that and it's not fame it's not anything it's knowing this industry and people who yeah, don't pay, you know, pay respect mean, to it yeah i mean like i i i i'll be trying to tell people uh jay-z is not the king of the blacks okay so please stop thinking that all you gotta do is go get jay-z and then we got the black people no you know what i'm saying it don't work that way so please stop doing that i mean i'm not knocking the man at all you know what i'm saying That's but great albums <laughs> exactly we said albums not we like what are you doing <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying it's it's it, 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 it's that and, and you know and that's where you know at this point you kind of got to be like well damn you know what I'm saying I'm 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 uh I'm really gotta you know make some some uh some I gotta really put some thought behind who I'm going to support especially when you look at the fact that a lot of these politicians they you know because we have a voting issue here in the state you know what I'm saying a lot of these politicians have been running unopposed, you know what I'm saying, without no real threat. And so what happens is, is that has, what that has done is that has borne a particular type of arrogance, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And that arrogance is why they are able to stand in front of you and be like, yeah, it's a gateway drug. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, not, and, and then not even, it's that arrogance is why they don't know to be embarrassed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and, then, and, and then keep doing it. You know and also, also laziness, because if your job is guaranteed and you don't have to educate yourself on the issues and really know what you're, you're running on, talking about, and working for, then why bother? You know what? That's because, you know, like, it's, it's so easy. Right now, it's, you know, in years past, it's been very easy for them to ignore us, for them to th- toss us to the side or whatever. But now when shit has hit the fan, you know what I'm saying? Now they realize how important we really are. And then on top of that, you know what I'm saying, this is the stuff we've been screaming about. As a married man, the times I get to be 100% right about anything <laughs> are very few and far between. On this year here, I'm 100% right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to conduct myself and act like I'm going to conduct myself as someone who knows that he's right. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Because I'm right. So... Yeah, you know, it's it's not it's not arrogance, it's urgency. You know what I'm saying? And the thing is, is that the longer it takes for folks to come around to come on board, the longer the recovery is from all this, from all of this. Yeah, you know what I'm saying because we don't get the chance because you know. So that's why I said you got seven months to start thinking about this shit, and you can yeah. actually get your you can actually start getting your votes in right now. And in some right ways, in some ways, if we don't do it now, we never catch up because well, we're yeah, so and, and, far behind already. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and the logistics behind it all too, and we got to start getting prepared. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We need to be time appropriate in how we do this industry. That's really what it boils down to. Yeah, dude, I'm I'm gonna leave it there. I know you got some other stuff to do. This was okay, amazing. Well, I knew I wasn't gonna have to talk a lot. This is why you have activist of the year because you just brought up some great points. Um, I'm just gonna take us out. Give me one second here. I want things thank to every- think about. Yeah, things to think about, please. Um, Leah, what's your social? Where can people find you online? 
Yeah, you can find me online at uh, uh, Leo Bridgewater on social media, all Leo Bridgewater. That's all you need to find. I'm also, you can find me on the M4MM network. You know, go to M4, the number four, mmunited.org. Um, you could also uh, find me on, I said Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, the whole nine yards. You know, cool. you want to know more about these bags and all that other stuff? Stay tuned. <laughs> Because then we'll be able to get, you know, if you want some bags or whatever, just give me a call. We can get it out to you. You know, Very also cool. spread the word to your elected officials and stuff like that. We got stuff that can help. Okay. And, and you know, if you're, if you're doing any missions, come, you know, closer in November, we'll back in person. We can always hop back on and help you promote oh, something. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Trailblazing with Tara Masu. Trailblazers, if you could take one moment and go to Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts and rate and leave a review, it really helps other cannabis supporters find us and it would mean the world to me. We have new episodes every week, so make sure you're subscribed so you're always getting the latest Trailblazing content. I would love to connect and you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter as Blazin Bakery. That's B-L-A-Z-I-N Bakery. Check out BlazinBakery.com for awesome cannabis products, including our new CBD pet line, Blazin Barkery, a company I founded with my dog, Diablo. As always, my name is Tara Masu. Love you all and keep on trailblazing.